0: I'll tell you how crazy sandy and muddy this place is. Pressure wash them twice after the race. As soon as we get home, no no messing around. Put them in the washer, have them wash on the cycle, the whatever longest cycle. Dry them in the dryer. So they've been tumbling around in water and in dry air for like three four hours, and then we take them out of the dryer, put them in the bed to 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 fold them, and there's visible sand piles on the the bed. bed.
1: everyone welcome to the muddy mondays and for the first time this season it is actually monday (laughs) 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 we are in the netherlands
0: and we're really enjoying this six-hour-ahead-of-North-America time to record this podcast on Mondays.
1: Exactly. We're making the most of it. It's also the first weekend we didn't actually have to travel by plane or like eight-hour drive, you know? So we came back at a reasonable local time last racing.
0: Local racing, as they call it. <laughs>
1: exactly. Your local racing, 5,000 kilometers from home. Yep. So we are in Sitterd in the Netherlands. Um, today, We it's raining, but it's actually... I mean, I was going to say it's quite nice. It's raining, <laughs> but it's it was warm.
0: It's quite nice for a rainy day.
1: Exactly. It was pretty warm. So we had a really nice ride today. We checked out a new coffee shop that I found online. And it was actually a really nice coffee shop. They are making coffee and chocolate. So we went there today as a little recovery spin. And now we are sipping on tea. David just made soup. And we're about to do a online yoga class after this recording. So... Good morning everyone.
0: Good morning. I'll um do you remember the trilogy of the the elements no. of, by which we uh, decide if we go out or no? go for it. Is it cold? That's No, one. today
1: no. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's good. Is it windy as hell? Yes. Is it raining? Yes. Two out of 3, usually we can go. <laughs> 3 out of 3. We ride the trainer. Yeah. So that's kinda the day was a two out of three. And the, the third one, the temperature was I think it was fifteen degrees Celsius, so it's about like sixty something Fahrenheit. So very decent.
1: Yeah. Uh, nice, and I'm happy nice we, we went out. out. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. Good little spin. Um all right. So it's that that was our first weekend. In Europe, we arrived. On, yeah, yeah. That's a rewind. So, so, we arrived here on Wednesday. We've been here already for five days. We thought we could start this episode by telling you a little bit about the logistics of how we get here. After that, we will jump into the two races we did this weekend. So, there's Super Prestige in Neil and the Dendermonde World Cup. And I think that will be it for today's episode. So let's start with the logistics, Dave. We flew on Monday. Uh, sorry, on Tuesday evening from Canada, we got here Wednesday morning. What happens when we get here? Because we're here for three months, so there's a lot of. It's not just like we get here, take the car, and go to the hotel, and we're ready to go. Like there's there's a few things to get settled. Yeah,
0: I think I think uh, even before that, it's it's worth mentioning that a week as soon as really rad the last race, our last race in North America finished. We rushed home, uh, packed two bikes, packed one wheel bag full of wheels and other things. And Canyon were nice enough to let us use their UPS account, which made us save thousands of dollars. So uh, with our friend Sol from our local UPS shop, we uh, were able to work around the rules and ship all that stuff over here to the Netherlands. So it basically, you know, our coming over starts about a week before we actually show up. Um, So we ship the bikes, ship the wheels, ship a bunch of things that we can't get here that we really love from home. So like random teas and...
1: We love the David's tea.
0: Yeah, David's tea. If,
1: If ever David's tea would happen to listen to this podcast we love your
0: tea what's up David (laughs) (laughs) yeah send us some of those magic magic (laughs) Magic nuts (laughs) magic magic nuts nuts. and uh, mother's little helper forever forever nuts it's it's magic nuts in in french French, (laughs) which sounds even better Um, but yeah so that's the week before and then we close our house you know we live in an area where it's full-on winter like it'll be you know in a couple of weeks it'll be minus 20 30 and so for that week at home we shut down everything cut the gardens uh you know just everything that you would if your house was about to go into a winter storm, basically we do that um we're still trying to train throughout all of this and then we leave, so uh,
1: it's a busy time it's, yeah, it's sometimes a it's a little time. bit stressful, it's also like I don't know why, but there's also, there's always like the I guess the length of the trip makes it a little bit more stressful. You're like, okay, for three months, like, do I have all I need? Because we're going to be in a cold climate, and then we're going to go to Spain to train, so we also need stuff for, like, warm things. We need everything for the races, and some of it is specific, so we might not be able to get it. So there's always, like, a lot of things to think about, and I guess both of us, like, it makes us sometimes a little bit, I don't want to say necessarily nervous, but, I mean, it's definitely on our mind.
0: Yeah, like a million things to think about and just... Sometimes that affect the, the the I don't do I say the motivation to come over. It do, it doesn't affect the motivation to come over because if it was just hop on a flight, let's go and race. It just makes the mountain to get here a little yeah. higher to climb, and and so sometimes we're like a little overwhelmed. This year we had about two hours where we looked at each other and were like, "Ooh, really, three months again." But we spoke about it and then we got going and it was all good so so yeah well for us getting to the airport uh, even if we ship bikes we still travel with more bikes more wheels
1: yeah because we want to make sure that I mean you never know what can happen with the bikes shipped so we want to make sure we always have one and at least two sets of wheel with us so that we could race even the if there weekend, was a big yeah. problem
0: and so we have bike and, and this year for the first time I bought my own bike um, just to make sure I can also join you on spins and I can enjoy the, the trip in Spain and so that's you know making it simple just bringing an extra bike this year um, and we have a dog too so a dog and a dog crate so we need a big big ass vehicle to get us to the airport so we use our our race sprinter Um, brother-in-law drop us off at the airport and thank you and from there yeah overnight flight skip the whole night and
1: I just want to like jump in one second I posted a photo of all of the stuff we had so each a big evoc luggage and one carry-on and a dog and bike bag one bike bag or
0: two just one bike bag. just one bike bag.
1: And. (laughs) <laughs> Someone said, um, our friend Dave McElwain, he said, uh, I thought you were going for simplicity this this year. And it's, it's funny because actually, yes, like that's less stuff than we've had. We used to travel with 12 wheel sets. Now it's six. So we cut down in half, like everything cut down, but still the, the still amount of stuff you of need stu- is, yeah. like, is a lot
0: <laughs> I mean and then we'll get to it over the race weekend of all the stuff that you need that we needed to get through these two race these two races Saturday Sunday but yeah so basically we landed in um, in Bru- at the Brussels Airport which has been our base camp for the past couple of years uh, and they have the the, tr- the thing is when you fly with a dog here's here's more here's another layer you can't take just any flight uh, you fly with a dog you gotta book your flight first and then you got to call the the Airline and ask them, hey, I just booked the flight. Uh, any chance this one accepts Doug? Because you can't know ahead of time. And so then, so we know that the Brussels flight, it's AC 833, um, I think, and A32 on the way back. I've I've been I've been pretty comfortable with that flight. Uh, we know they accept Doug. It's always the same plane. So we get we got we get that flight straight to Brussels, no layovers. We make sure Mia is there with us, and from there we booked a taxi that drove us about an hour 15 away to our RV that we rent for the winter. So, Unload all the stuff, the luggage, the bike bag at the airport. Put all that stuff on on little. uh, That
1: was actually, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you we brought the stuff and put it in a taxi, and it took us. But it actually was our best ever setup with the taxi. Yeah, yeah, no, with the taxi, we used to rent a car, drive it to the to the camper van rental, and then drive the rental car back to the airport, and then go to our uh, house. So like we saved the step, and that was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, so that was good. We we got into a taxi, got the RV, takes about half an hour there to kind of get organized and, and be like, hey, like so here here's how you start the RV, here's how you close it, blah blah blah. Thankfully, we got exactly the same RV as last year from our friend at b e <laughs> Um Not a partner at all, just some nice people. Um and so we rented the camper there. And I mean usually we come, we go to the Canadian cycling house, take our things that we store there, and then come to our base camp here at Watersley. This year, I mean, what happened last year? Last year when we left, what did we do?
1: I mean, we just sold everything and gave <laughs> everything away because we didn't think we would come back for so long. Um, so we gave everything to we donated everything to Cycling Canada, actually, and a few friends around. Um, so we had no more possession p- possessions over here. Zero. Um, so that, I, I mean, on the bright side, it saved us a stop uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the way. So we actually, what we did is we went straight to a place where they sell blankets and pillows because we needed to put that in the RV for to make sure that when we sleep in the RV, we have some things. So we stopped there first. We got a couple towels because, I mean, WaterSleeve is awesome for everything, but the towels are kind of stiff and small. So we thought we would treat ourselves to some nice towels. I mean,
0: even the blankets, I, pe- I think people... People don't know if water slays an old insane asylum that they turn into a sports centrum. And so it is super nice. It's super comfortable. But it's like summer, almost summer camp accommodation, you know, single beds with like thin, thin everything. (laughs) And so we're getting old. We need a little comfort. And so we get like blankets and stuff like that. And so we needed that. Um, mostly life stuff because uh, most of our partners ship us a whole other set of everything over here. So like uh, feedback sports trainer, repair stand, tools, SRAM spare parts, uh, Canyon for an extra bike. Uh, everybody just sends us more gear here, which we don't have to travel with, which is nice. And so, yeah, so we bought all these essentials. We then headed to the grocery store. And you do you want to where did we do that?
1: I forget, in Mass Michelin, I think. Yeah, in Mass yeah. Michelin. And in, why do we
0: do that in Belgium?
1: Oh, we do it in <laughs> Belgium because in Belgium, uh, at first, I think the groceries are cheaper, but I, that was not the, the main reason. I it, They take a credit card over there. And, <laughs> and here in the Netherlands, not everywhere, they take Visa. So for us... Um, or, I mean, ma- or MasterCard. Yeah, for us, they're travel expenses, so it's always easier if we can pay with our credit card rather than just take some cash out. So... We stopped there. We finally arrived at Watersley um, it was late like afternoon, three
0: p.m. Yeah,
1: we were cracked. I mean, you know how you feel shaky coming here, but still, I mean, that's just how it is. So we did a. Li- I did a little spin on the trainer. Dave went for a run with Mia. We made it maybe to eight p.m. without falling asleep, and then finally we crashed. And um, yeah, so that was like our that was our first day. The first day yeah. is a kind of always a bit chaotic, but from there we were mostly settled um you know the next day i went for a ride and they've continued the installation so you went and bought some things for yeah just uh, things
0: to 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 wash bikes you know at the races they, they have pressure washer in the pits but sometimes like we're parked two two kilometers away from the pits so it doesn't make sense for me to use those pressure washer on race day so but A water tank, a generator, a pressure washer, bucket, rags, um, you know, that stuff that you need to wash a bike and and hook that all up in the RV.
1: And we also treated ourselves this year. So for four years, we've been staying here in Waterslee. And for four years, our house didn't have an oven. It there's sounds, like a microwave a micro- slash
0: convection,
1: but it doesn't. cook. I mean, you can't bake a cake. You no, can't like you can, it doesn't. You,
0: you can melt butter, and it's in Dutch, so half the time the butter is stiff and like it, yeah. we.
1: I mean, we've haven't had an oven, but we've been relying heavily on the panini press that they have here. <laughs> we, I mean, I think we covered that last year, but we cook and bake everything in that panini press, and this year. We thought. I mean, if you don't cook, maybe you don't care about not having an oven. But for us, like, we use the oven a lot at home. You know, for grilled vegetables or lasagna or anything. Or just
0: I like to bake yeah. bread and flatbreads and pizza and stuff like that. So. So
1: we've lived without the oven for four years, and this year. Just before leaving, I think it, it might have been like when we had these two hours of panic of yeah, coming over. Yeah, it was over. like
0: one of the things we're like, fuck, 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 no oven, no oven. What are we going to do? What are we going
1: to do? So Dave looked online and he realized that you can get a small oven.
0: Like a countertop one. A countertop
1: you know. oven for 40 euros. And so this year... We treated ourselves and we have an oven and it's awesome. Already we've been using it and you know for those who think like oh maybe you buy you bought this and it's going to go to waste, no. I think it's going to make everyone who rents this house after us very happy. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to leave it there and share with the next person.
0: <laughs> so yeah,
1: that's a big upgrade from this year.
0: Yeah, so that's that. We we were a little nervous. We got some UPS custom issues with the bikes that we yeah. ship ahead of time. So we really wanted to make it to that race weekend. Uh, but the truth is until 12 hour to race start, we didn't have what we needed to go to the race. I didn't have any um, pit stuff. We didn't have two full bikes with full wheels and everything. So stuff showed up. I was on the phone with UPS twice a day for 10 days and email maybe 20 times a day, and all of that at the end for €7.44 of custom price. (laughs) So, yeah, Uh, we ended up getting our stuff Friday afternoon and rushed everything, put everything together, and showed up at the race Saturday morning.
1: Yep. Um, So why, people might ask, why did we decide to race on Saturday and Sunday?
0: As they say here. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, maybe that's crazy, but there's a few things. So, first of all, um, I got sick before coming here. So, last weekend, and it lasted until maybe Thursday. So, like Friday is the f- Thursday, Friday were the first day that I finally felt healthy. Um, and I, that I mean, because I was sick, I didn't train much and we traveled. So, I just didn't ride that much. I didn't do any intensity this week, which I didn't feel that I was ready to go into a World Cup. So I thought, okay, let's just use the race of Saturday to get back on the bike, do some effort, open up the body and just get back into the rhythm of racing here. It's different. So, and I haven't been, I, I rode a little bit, but mostly indoors. So I was like, okay, I need to get back into like skills and Stuff like that, so we decided to race. Um, thank you to the Belgian Cycling Federation, mostly Mia, who over there, her name, not our dog, the, the the woman that works there, she's really nice because I registered too late for the race, but I sent her an email and say I'm super sorry, and she got me in uh, for Neil at the Super Prestige. So we showed up there, and yeah, that was the reason why we we race. But they what are, what were our our goals? In, for this first race race weekend.
0: Yeah, so I think I I said it a little bit uh, on Instagram in the race report. We've been pretty demanding with ourselves in the past. We get here on the Wednesday and we're like, let's let's go, and we put high hopes in these like first weekend races, and we really want to do well, and most times we're just disappointed you know because reality is it's hard and we're not fully set up so our goals for this weekend were really just to get back into a race um, make sure all our stuff was dialed make sure we had all we need make sure you were comfortable at being at the front of the races, that that's one thing that we realized at the World Cup in North America, you know, this the there's more people at a higher level here and it's harder to take the lead of the race or to stay in that front group. And so our goal was for you to take, basically, if you want to put it, summarize it, do a race, like. Race start. Start a race and do well. You know, mm-hmm. at the start of the race, just put put yourself in a position to do well at the start of the race, and that's everything leading up to it. So showing up at the race, showing up on time, figuring out what we have, uh, you getting a good warm up in, good pre ride, a good pre ride, and so. That was what we wanted to do. Um, We had no expectation whatsoever in terms of results or, or performance. I think, what did you think in the end? Were you happy with that decision we made?
1: Yeah, I was super happy for me. I mean, I think also like, yeah, maybe some years we were, I remember there's one year that we were able to perform the first weekend. Um, but yeah, this year, as I said, like we got sick and I, I knew I wasn't feeling awesome. So it was just like about getting into it, as Dave said. And I mean, we executed that pretty well, I would say. Um, I On both days, I had a great start. I put myself at the front of the race for the first lap or three quarters of a lap Um, so that's pretty good, I think. Um, after that, it was kind of not great. Uh, but at the same time, I, we accomplished the goals that we came to do, you know?
0: Yeah, it's very, I think. It's very, very different. You know, a lot of people don't understand the differences. So, oh, cyclocross is a cyclocross and it's just a cross. And when we race in North America, the speeds are about 20K an hour. You know, that's the average speed of the races and sometimes higher. Uh, here, the speeds are closer to 10K an hour uh, at the races. So, like, they're super deep. The cadence is super low. They make you go up and down things that would never work in a North American cross. You know, you could not send amateurs. They don't have, you know, when, when, there's super prestige and and world cup there's no amateur racing and 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 thank god <laughs> cuz it would be like an ambulance fest you know they make you go over things here that you're like really We're, we have to go over this thing and back down 5 times in 7 minutes okay cool you make it work, and and it's the very best of the world that show up to these races. But the truth is, it's a shock, you know, compared to to, to a fast, yeah. flatter park of North America. So, so basically, get back into it this weekend. Do all the mistakes we have to do. Make and sure and then
1: did I do so many mistakes?
0: And and that's fine. Yeah. I think you know we were not looking for any results in particular. We knew like d- like if we're very, very honest, when we looked at, oh, these are the dates, because we backtrack, you know, we look at world champs, we say, okay, world champs are that date, we can, we're allowed 90 days in the EU before being kicked out, we can come, so which means we can arrive in Europe on that date. And that date just so happens to be that Wednesday that we landed. And we looked at the first weekend and we're like, oh, it's Dendermonde. Let's Let's just stay home, you know, screw this World Cup. Not your favorite, not one where you've done well, not your type of course and so for us just we decided to come and say you know what fuck it let's just use it as opportunity
1: to opportunity get better opportunity to
0: get better and opportunity to test all our things and so on that next weekend we're dialed you yeah. know we're not showing up scrambling to find trash bags or towels or, or or anything else.
1: And it was actually cool. I mean, Neil, if you watched it on TV, was probably the most intense, like technically intense course I've ever done. The mud was so deep, like knee deep, and I'm not exaggerating. For Anake, it was thigh deep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it made for, I mean, so many mistakes. But the, the good thing is it did help me for the day after because one of the things I was doing really poorly was my transitions. So coming in at already at low speed and like getting off the bike and getting on the bike, I was slow at it and so slow that I actually like crashed because I didn't have enough speed or I would like, you know, get sucked into the mud and like not remount at the proper time. So things like that, that just end up costing seconds and seconds and seconds and seconds. That turned into minute pretty quickly. So that's something that I noted on the first day. And I was like, okay, like this is something that I can easily change for the next day. No matter how I'm feeling, this is something I can execute better. That and just carrying momentum from section to section. Um, so all of these mistakes that I made on the first day, I think I was able to... Do better on the second day. Because then actually on the second day in Dandermonde, I felt worse. I felt so tired and pretty weak, to be honest. Just very, very low energy. But
0: I mean, the thing was such a drag on Saturday and Sunday. It was like average speed under 10k an hour and just running running. for 50% of the time. And just, I think, would you agree... I have not counted. I We don't have any power files from these. You know, of course, uh, obviously, it's just a chaotic <laughs> file. But would you agree that there was, oh, between Saturday and Sunday, at least as many transitions of on and off the bike as in the whole 12 races we did in North America? Oh,
1: yeah, at least. You it know, was so much. But so in two
0: hours yeah. of racing, there's probably more on and off the bike than in 12 or 15 hours of racing in North America, I Yeah,
1: think. and a lot of running Um but I mean, honestly, like that was maybe one of my, I didn't do great yesterday, you know, in Dendermonde, but I finished 13th for those who would want to know. Um, surprisingly, despite like the week that we had and despite feeling so tired, I mean, I, it's hard to, I, mean, I just didn't feel good at all. I think it's one of my best race in these conditions. And I think one of the reasons is that I kept doing the things well. Um, yes, I went over the bar in the sand. That was not something that I did well, but everything else, I think I was like, okay, I'm not feeling good, but I can, I I kind of knew how to ride better in those conditions. I knew as again, like I did better at the transitions. I did better at those little things that it allowed me to finish 13 and not 46th, like I would have had probably in the past, you know? So I think in the end it was like a good weekend. I don't know if you agree like not in terms of we're definitely aiming it results. it, for was, result, it but was
0: great weekend to start you know exactly
1: the- we achieved what we wanted to achieve and on top of that i think i don't know if you agree but i think it's the best welcome we've ever had it was actually fun to see the yeah. people people were super nice with us everyone um
0: yeah i mean everybody helped us um it was we had it was just fun to see people people really were fun. smiling and, and the
1: vibes were generally vibe really positive good. it seemed like everyone was in there a was good mood
0: there was a ton of fans in dendermonde too yeah. there was even there was even a nice gentleman that follows you on social media that offered he went the night before the dendermonde world cup he went to check out the team areas He's somehow involved in cycling. He's the father of a psych, of a younger cyclist. His so.
1: son races for the under twenty three team of the Powell's Thousand.
0: And so, so he went and checked out the whole area, and he saw our Canada team area, which for now is just you and I from Canada over here. And the team area was our team area was two kilometers away from the start finish. And he so- sent
1: me the GPS file. <laughs> it was exactly 1.85 kilometers or something. And so
0: he was like, "Oh, that's crazy." And so he has a he owns a house like 500 meters from the finish line, uh, on that same street. And so he just told us, hey, you should use my parking. And then this big, he had this big parking area. And so we, like, that's, you know, that's a first. That's someone, else, someone reaching out and say, hey, here's, I'm going to help you. Like, use this parking lot. That's yeah, a it first. Was awesome. uh, it was awesome. And we ended up sharing that parking lot with um, SD Works. So um, our old, uh, our old crew. Um, From Specialized, so it was fun to see them and just hang out with them uh, in that parking lot too. So yeah, yeah, I everybody was just nice and great and yeah, there was uh, was many people.
1: We we saw uh, that was actually cool. I thought on the on the Saturday we saw Ellen Van Looy, who people that are into cyclocross will remember her. She was one of the best Belgian cyclists, uh, cyclocross racer for the exactly like really nice rider. She's always been super kind, but now she retired. I think two years ago. And she's working for one of the teams, um, so she went to s- she came to see us. She said that she's doing awesome, and she helped with picking up my jacket at the start, which w- and coming back to the finish, and then on the second day, um, they I mean Lars Bohm, he picked up my jacket, but he gave it back to David in the pits. So at the finish, I was freezing a little bit because the walk from the pits to the finish was pretty far. Um, So San is Swanyar. San Swanyar gave me her jacket, which was really nice. So thank you, everyone, for helping us out. (laughs) So yeah, I think good vibes in general. Uh, It's a good welcome. We're happy to see our people at Watersley as well. Everyone's super nice and welcoming over here. So it's um, our home away from home. It feels more and more like this, I would think. I would say. Dave, can we talk about for the few minutes that we have left? Can we talk about the pits yesterday when we finished the race? You came back to me and you looked, to be honest, just as cracked as I was, like completely tired. And (laughs) how was it out there? Because we changed bikes a lot every half. Even
0: like from even Saturday at Neil, uh, you changed bikes at least every lap. Yeah. Um, but it was fine, like it wasn't too chaotic, there was plenty of washers, and just once a lap means I, ha- I have like seven or eight minutes to wash the bike, lube it, check it, and hand it back to you. And that's pretty, that's fine, you know? But I think the accumulation, you also flatted Saturday and Neil, and since we're running a, s- a smaller amount of wheel sets, it, it means I can't, we can't afford leaving a wheel set with a flat tire on for the next day. So that Saturday night, I was gluing tires until 9 p.m. before we go to sleep. And so I think there was just... And and re-putting the bikes, you know, as new on that evening too, because that was a busy day. If it it wasn't for Dendermonde, we'd be like, oh, wow, Neil was real busy on the bikes. And then Dendermonde happened. And then you'd swap bike uh, 12 times during the race. Um, And... Also we got two laps of pre-ride with different bikes and the, the two finished bikes are 30. So we got about 18 bike washes in the day which 14 are in the race. So if you think about the fact I did a quick math in my head, you would do 50 minute race, wash the bike 14 times. That's about one time every three minutes and 40 seconds. So that's a lot. And three minutes 40 seconds includes me running from my pit box to the washer wait for the washer for someone to finish cuz there's there's not a ton of washers for the amount of racers and so wait there in knee deep mud literally with everybody spraying water at everybody not n- knowingly but just everybody's washing bikes and, yeah. and there's a big rush and then and then me running back to the pit And making sure, you know, that everything's tight on the bike, the the tires are still pumped and lubing, whatever I can lube in before you show up again. And so that's three minute 40 that I have to do that for 50 minutes in a row. So, I mean, my WHOOP file told me I had almost 130 heart rate average for the duration of your race.
1: That's crazy. Which,
0: for me, is like going out on 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 an easy run or an easy ride. And I'm a pretty fit person. Like, I'm pretty active. I'll train with you 90% of the time. So it's not like... Yeah, you know, I, I'm out of breath. I'm I'm a, I'm not a fat smoker, <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and so it was pretty wild. Then the finish line was another kilometer and a half maybe away from the pit, so I'm like rushing to get to you. And so I got there and I was cracked. And we've also like truthfully been sleeping like shit since we got here. So I think it I think gets you. are just
1: getting old for yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it kind of gets you, you know. We're on the on the on the uh, on the on the adrenaline, you know, to get to these races and race and then as the race finish I'm like whoo
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well I'll say Uh, that. Fourteen times is more time that that maybe was like one race. That's more times then I actually wash my bike in a full year or in two full years.
0: <laughs> in a full career. No. <laughs> When's the last time you wash your own well, bike? Once
1: in a while I spray it.
0: <laughs> and when was that? No. Remind me of when was that.
1: I don't know. When I mean, it happened before. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a lot uh, of it's time. also
0: It's also just to, to, to make another, because a lot we have a lot of North American listeners, to make another, uh, you know, Compar- compare with North America, I did not wash 14 times the bike in North America this season. You well, know? we
1: did have some mud, no, but still. Yeah, but you change
0: the bike twice in the race. Yeah, so wash true. the bike three times and that's it. Yeah. You know, and then, and then the other dry races, sometimes I don't even wash the bikes between the pre-ride, the race, and the next day, because they're just perfectly dry. fine. You lube them a little bit and, and you're good to go. And so, you know, people sometimes are, are most, the most, the be- the question I get the most is what's the difference between crossing Europe and crossing North America? That's one of them, you know, it's one it's of just them exponentially there's... more of everything and that's it. Yeah, you know, there,
1: I mean and there's more differences. Like we could go on. I I talked about it with a podcast I did with Lucinda on the Dirty Talks, but even then we didn't cover everything because there's so much more we didn't cover about the courses the speed of the race it, like with all that we didn't cover and it, it's true it's i mean
0: i didn't change brake pads or chains or you didn't flat in north america once over 12 races
1: yeah i flatted twice here yeah. we're, uh, once I, it didn't wasn't flat the second time so yeah, yeah
0: flatted once so already here we have one flat and a half we're not sure about another wheel. yeah <laughs> we're still looking to see if it holds up air and the brake, you know, our brake pads. I'm mean, gonna have to change them at the end of this week because we're also riding in the rain every day. Yeah. And the chain <sighs> is. I mean, you know, our products are great. They're the best in the world, but there's so much sand. Like it's insane. Like you can't get that thing clean ever again. It's not that it's not good anymore. It's just that it's like insane. yeah, it's full of sand.
1: Yeah. It's the sand is in everywhere. When
0: we washed it. We pressure wash your clothes after the race with the pressure washer. I'll, I'll tell you how crazy sandy and, and muddy this place is. Pressure wash them twice after the race. As soon as we get home, no no messing around. Put them in the washer. Have them wash on the cycle, the whatever, longest cycle. Dry them in the dryer. So they've been tumbling around in water and in dry air for like three, four hours. And then we take them out of the dryer, put them in the bed to, to, to fold them. And there's visible sand piles on, on the, bed. the bed. Yeah, so that's that's how sandy. This and stuff Mia is. loves it. Mia yeah, absolutely
1: yeah. loves it. So she, like, that's perfect. Nice. So yeah, that was our first first week uh, for. I'm not even a week. First f- four days in Europe. It was it was good. I think um, we're happy. We're both excited for what's coming. Um, we forgot to take to record any snippets really this weekend, uh, but we got one. From a fan that came all the way from Canada to watch the races in Belgium. So let's uh, hear from Mike Payment. And other than that story, to not have much snippets. We've been busy, busy working. Um, But here's just to start some sound of the vibe at the Dendermonde World Cup. so we have a Canadian, fellow Canadian here, Mike Payment, who was cheering for me and he came to chat with us. Mike is from Winnipeg. So, Mike, what brought you here to Belgium?
2: Uh, it's the end of our retirement plan and I uh, want to see some cross races.
1: Can you tell us what was the plan? The retirement plan. The
2: retirement plan was to ride Eurovelo 6 uh, across Europe from uh, the Atlantic coast to Budapest.
1: So, if you're into cross and from Winnipeg, were you racing the Nationals a few years ago when they were in Winnipeg?
2: Yes, we oh, did, really? yes.
1: Oh, so fun! So, are you still racing nowadays?
2: Uh, no, because I broke my hip in a cyclocross accident, Oh no! <laughs> so, yes.
1: But how is the scene in Winnipeg? Is it still as big? It was really cool when we get there, when we got there last time. In 2015, I think? I think
2: so. It was really cold then and icy. Um, it's it's slowly dying like road racing uh but the organizers are fantastic they do a great job there, trying to get people out um couldn't race this year because i was here
1: awesome well thanks for thanks for coming thanks for cheering do you want to know a fun fact about this race in winnipeg it was my first ever uci win ever really yeah
2: wow amazing
1: so thank you for being here you're here mike
2: well it's a pleasure to cheer you on you're a good person
0: and yeah, You got a big invite. Tell us about your big oh, yeah, invite. I'm excited got, about you that. You got a big, big, big invite this week. I maybe, mean,
1: it's kind of a dream, to it's, be honest. It's
0: 10 years in the making, a bazillion dollars, probably four total years spent in Europe, and you got a big invite.
1: Yeah, maybe all I needed was a friendship, but anyway. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It took 10 years. <laughs> yeah, so Lucinda invited us to join the Baloise Lions tra- training 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 weekly session on Wednesday. So we're joining, uh, we're meeting them there. She said it's going to be 2 to 2.5 hours for cross-training. Um, yeah, so Sven is going to be ruling the, the session, I think. So yeah, I'm excited about that. So we're going there on Wednesday and... I mean, you can't see me, but I I have a big smile. Like, I'm really excited about it. So we've been mostly training alone when we're here. Um, So it's going to be pretty cool to have people to train for specific cross stuff. Um, So, yeah, super excited about that. So that's Wednesday. We're going to drive there at the Lichtart Forest, um, train there, and then come back. So super stoked about that. Zoe Baxted also reached out today to train with us. So hopefully we can make that happen in the next few days. She did so good, by the way, at the Dandermonde World Cup. So happy for her. Um, so yeah, I think like that's that's something exciting. And then on Saturday we're gonna drive to France. We're only racing one day next week. We're gonna do the World Cups, the World Cup in France in Troyes. So we're Driving there on Saturday, sleeping in a camper, and we'll be racing there. So excited for it. We did it last year. It's a bit of a faster course, uh, but we'll it see. It
0: feels like North America. It feels like for, more for North, North American, American style. Racers, it, it, to me, it looks a lot like Cincy. Two bumps in a park, and, and the tape goes yeah. in, up and down these bumps and kind of a little off-camber-ish. And...
1: I'm excited to see how it's going to be. Last year, there were full amateur fields as well, like a lot of people racing. Um, so, I'm yeah, excited to see it was if there's French also. Cup,
0: so, maybe they're going to add some, some. Yeah. I know there's also a races. French cup on Saturday. So, so maybe the course will be different. I don't know, but we'll see. Yep. It's going to be exciting.
1: Yeah. So, going back to the French speaking land. Cousin. Ex- always good for us. Exactly. So, yeah, that's it. Um, if you guys have any questions, send them to David. Uh, David at MagaliRochette.com <laughs> <laughs> that's how you reach him or on Instagram <laughs> and um, and then what else? I think that's it.
0: That's it you guys. It's uh, almost four here or is it's it time for It's time it's for three, yoga class. It's 3.34. It's almost pitch black outside. We'll do our little yoga and we'll catch you next week.
1: Yeah, we'll catch you next week. Thanks to everyone who made our week f- our arrival easy and smooth and yeah, make sure you tune in last week, next week because I'll We'll talk about that training session. We'll tell you if it was as awesome as my dream, as in my dreams. See ya.